We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Welcome to another edition of Rams Talk Radio. I'm Steve Ribeiro here with Derek Ciapaglia. The Rams finally got the ball rolling in free agency. We'll get right into it. Uh, first signing of the day, Andrew Whit- Whitworth. Um, three years, $36 million. He's been in the Pro Bowl the last two years and was an All-Pro in 2014. So basically three straight years playing at an elite level. He's 35 which is the only red flag, but he's been a late bloomer in terms of becoming a really elite lineman. I think this is a home run. What do you? Uh, I'm not as sold just because of the age. Yeah. Um, but then again, it's also it's a three year contract, but it's only one year reality because it's only one year guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. So they can let him go after one year and move on and not be a problem. And I think that's what they're going to try and do. They're going to try and get him in there and then bring in their heir apparent, the heir apparent somewhere in the draft, hopefully in the draft. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's okay. It's a, it's a, I, I give it a B, you know, you want a young, you want a younger guy to build the franchise around. Um, and if he was 10 years younger, I'd it would be AA plus, but that's just not the case. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Um, I think they'd be more likely to keep him around for 
two years, depending on how he plays and how the market is. I think while we'd like a younger guy, this line is filled with younger guys outside of Saffold, and especially now that we're losing Barnes, you can't imagine they're bringing another vet to replace a, a journeyman like him. I think that this, for the sake of Jared Goff and for the sake of Todd Gurley, they needed to bring in a guy like this just to give them some protection finally, to get Gurley back to his rookie year level and to let Goff breathe a little back there. And yeah, ideally he wouldn't be 35, but it doesn't seem like Whitworth is going to have a regression next year. Even if age catches up with him, I don't think he's going to, I don't think he'll be like the Jake Long signing. I don't think it'll be a disaster. I think worst case, he's a middle of the pack guy. And then we let him go after a year. But I really like this. I think they needed to bring in a lineman. I think they need to bring in someone with experience. And then maybe this year, and if not this year, certainly next year, you would think they'd add another guy in the draft. I mean, you talk about age, and I guess it, you know, that's my only concern with it. But he's playing in Cincinnati. It's more cold weather. He gets in, You get him in a younger, you know, not a younger chief. You get him in L.A., warmer weather. He's actually probably better for his health anyway. So 35 years old. I can deal with it as long as he can move. He can move on the edge. As long as still protect Goff's blind side, I'm good to go. And it's only really a one-year contract. It's three years, but it's guaranteed one, so I can take it. Yeah. What, if, about, what, what about Robert Woods then? I I'll start on Robert Woods. I'm not as the more I think about it, I think the more I've liked it. But when I read it, five years, forty million on Robert Woods, I kind of just shook my head. I think the biggest problem is here, and it's not Robert Woods. This this is a slight overpay for him, but, I mean, similar to Kenny Britt, I think he could be a very solid number two receiver. But we're back at square one with where we were last year with Kenny Britt in that, you know, I don't think this guy is good enough to be a one receiver, and we've already paying one receiver money to a guy in Tavon Austin who is not a one receiver and who needs a one receiver next to him to kind of reach his potential. That's theorizing. We don't really know, but that's what I, I think would be best for him. I think we're kind of running in place. We're getting younger with Woods. He's a hometown guy, played for USC. So may, maybe this ends up being a really good deal value-wise and he has a breakout year. But even if he has a breakout year, I can't, you know, I can't see him being at a Pro Bowl level. Well, let me ask this question. Am I reading this right? Did, did, did Alshon Jeffrey sign with the Eagles tonight? Yeah, one year, fourteen million. Okay. So this is then. This is the issue I have. This is this comes down to it. The Rams needed number one. They needed number one, and Alshon Jeffrey signs a one-year deal for fourteen million. You never even heard about the Rams being in the mix for him. Never. No. Me and tell me you couldn't get him on multiple year on multiple years. Me and tell me you couldn't get him on a three four year deal. That's you, you know any player is looking for that. They're looking for a multi year deal. They're not looking for a one year deal. So you mean to tell me that they didn't go for him because that's what it looks like to me. If they if they go for him, you would at least heard rumblings that hey the Rams are in on Alshon Jeffrey. They clearly didn't make much movement on Deshaun Jackson. I mean, I'm okay with, if a player picks somewhere else. Sucks if they if they go somewhere else. 
besides the Rams, but the last the Rams need a number one. That's yeah. my problem with it. No, I totally agree. Um, in terms of like Deshaun, I think I'd rather give Woods the money we gave him than pay Deshaun that kind of money because I don't think he would really solve the Tavon problem. I think Woods is a little bit more. But Jeffrey was the clear guy that – and you're right. They signed to a one-year deal. You would think that the Rams could have offered him, even if it was backloaded, even if it was a little too much guaranteed money for a guy like Alshon. That's a move you should have made rather than go and get Robert Woods, who's a glorified younger version of Kenny Britt. You know, it's it's well, weird with that. Better hand. Let's be yeah. honest there. No, definitely. Robert Woods is a he's a solid possession receiver. I do think he will actually be a good fit, but it's bizarre that they you didn't even hear them in the mix for Jeffrey. Well, I, the thought crossed my mind. Well, you know. They keep talking about, we're starting to hear these whispers of Tyler Higby's role next year. And maybe that's where they're going. Maybe they want the possession receiver going across the middle, sending Higby out in the corner route, and so on and so forth. Maybe they're making, they want to make Higby more of a, you know, Gronk type of receiver. Maybe that's their plan. Yeah. You know, but I still think you, where's your number one at? Where's that guy who's going to stretch the field? Is it, do they think it's Higby? Do they think it's their tight end? You can't imagine that. You know, even if they have a lot of faith in Higby, if they're going into there expecting him to become Gronk next year, they're out of their minds. Like he well, has some potential, but I mean, you can't you can't expect him to be the number one. I mean, well, look at the confidence they've had. They they should have. I mean, look at what they've done with tight ends out of Washington. I'm not saying this. I'm just thinking ridiculously outside the box. Like, why? Dude, yeah. Why? Why? Okay. And maybe they're they're seeing something we're not seeing. Maybe they have a plan with something that uh, you know, that we're not thinking about. Maybe the draft plan is different. You know, maybe it has anything to do with them trying to trade Jermaine Johnson. Yeah. To open up cap space. Well, you would think if they were dead set on trading Johnson, which we don't know is true yet, then they would go after Jeffrey. But um, they could like guys in the draft more than we think with their early pick in the second round. Maybe they see guys and say, we think he could be Alshon Jeffrey. Now, Alshon Jeffrey was a second round pick that came out of the gate swinging. That could have been on the Rams, but different topic for another day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, maybe, maybe they like somebody in the draft. Maybe they have a little too much faith in Higby and what they've got. Uh Maybe they like Nelson Spruce more, even though that's not a basket I'd put my eggs in. But you never know. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't hate the Wood signing, but it's very underwhelming. Yeah, I give it a C. Yeah, I could give be it a better, C could be worse. And you never yeah. know. Like I said, he's he was great at USC back home. Maybe I'll have a little more motivation than playing in Buffalo. It also, in fairness, too, you know, we don't know how Woods would have been with a better quarterback. That's true, too. I mean, we don't Jeff know. Jeff Tool in there before Tyrod, the guys were jokes. Well, they were all jokes, really. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm not sold on Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, I like Tyrod a little bit, but I mean, if he's the best quarterback he's ever played with, then that's still good. Although. Our, our guy, we don't know yet either. 
I I like our guy with the coaching staff we're bringing in. I do too. And so I I think we're going to see as long as we can keep the guy alive. Jeez. Speaking of offensive line, the Rams let Tim Barnes go. Um, do we even miss him? I think that this will kind of be a case of if we replace him with basically anybody. No. But I really hope they don't go with what they did last year with the DBs and just not replace him at all. Because the guy, no one on our roster can play center. Maybe we take a guy in the third round. That's fine with me. Get a young center that's got some potential. Um, and I covered this a little bit on the site too. Maybe we just bring in another Tim Barnes type in free agency for cheap. So as long as we replace him now, he was serviceable. Wasn't that bad. Wasn't the worst part of our line. But we could definitely do better. Well, you can't. You, it's, I actually disagree. You can't, and to me, it just can't be serviceable. They need a starter. And, you know, well, but Tim Barnes, I'd say, is serviceable. But he started for most of the year, man. No, I'm with you. I'm just saying, I, like, if we bring in a, a rookie that can immediately go out there and play or somebody that is like Tim Barnes' skill level but cheaper, then I'll, I'll be okay with it. But I'm with you. They need to bring in a starter. Well, you know, Pro Football Focus has him rated as, what, the second worst center in the league this year? Year before, he was, like, 24th in terms yeah. of best. I mean, he's just not a starter. And the Rams are, they need starters, man. If you look, going, I, I, going back through your draft articles on the, on the site, I'm just seeing the strengths and weaknesses of uh, less need drafts. They're definitely on the defensive side of the ball. His offensive drafts, they're poor. For the most part, yeah, they're poor. Defensively, he's solid. Defensively, he's solid. Offensively, they're poor. The one thing that the only thing he's done good on the offensive side of the ball is draft running backs that have one good season, and that's it. And we can't even say that about Gurley yet because he's only had one good season so far. But Stacy Richardson and Mason all had one good year and then don't play in the NFL anymore. Well, I mean, in fairness, Richardson was a late round pick. Yeah, Mason, no, that later you, round pick. Yeah, and uh, Mason had his fair share of troubles. Mason went nuts. So. I mean, unfortunately, and you never know. He might make, he might be back one day, but it depends on what his issues actually are. But yeah, still on the roster. Good gosh! I mean, what do you do with Mason? By the way, do you just what's going on with him? I mean, um, I think because I think they have. I think he's like an, a league exception or something, right? Like I can't imagine they paid him in full last year. No, no, I can't imagine so either. And I think you just sit on it. Maybe something then, changes. Although I think if he, well, I guess we move cities and coaches. So I guess if he gets it back, I'd love to have him back. I think he can be a good backup for Todd. Yeah, but they're letting Ben Cunningham go too now, and he's one that. Oh, that's I. I didn't that's, realize that. That's uh, that's not good. That's good kind of breaking the day. But you know, he was a free agent, so apparently they're not resigning him as of yet. Let, let him go. Um, they need him back. And I, for the Rams, even let him even reach free agencies beyond me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he was he was a lifesaver when Gurley was doing nothing. So there's that other part mm-hmm. of, of free agency opening today as well. Yeah, and I uh, get 
I get with Cunningham, you want to save money, but at the same time, who's going to pay Benny Cunningham, like, top dollar? Nobody. People don't even want to pay Adrian Peterson. I know he's older, but they're not going to go out there and throw a big contract at Benny Cunningham. He's more... We need him more than any other team, I'd say. So it's it's weird that they wouldn't want to bring him back or even try. I, I just see this numbers game, really, and not financial numbers because you're not going to get you're not going to pay big money for him. But a numbers game in terms of how many players can you get back on this roster via the draft? You don't have a first round pick. Okay, you did get a third round pick back via compensation. You got a fourth yeah. round pick extra one. So you have most of your draft, but you're not going to this draft is not going to fill most of the holes in your roster. So if you have a capable back of running back, why on earth would you not keep that man? Yeah, and it's like, even if we had the extra picks, do we want to draft a running back? No, we don't want to draft a running back. We don't need to draft a running back. And so if you let Cunningham go. Yeah. And you can't, like we said, Mason is a long shot. So obviously you can't bank on that. Uh, it's it's very weird that they would just let Cunningham go. And in a similar situation, it seems like they're letting TJ McDonald go. Do you think they draft another safety, or do you think they roll with Davis and Alexander? I I think, well, another thought that I had today is they might move Barron back to safety. Yeah, and I would draft hate that. I mean, do you, the great thing about TJ McDonald is he will hit anybody any place, any time. Mm-hmm. But his coverage is not the best, shall I say? Not the best. Yeah. He's not a so, great safety by any means, but it's the same thing as last year. We're going to just let these guys walk and not bring in guys to replace them. True. So what do you do with TJ? TJ, he's, he's due for decent money. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a fair safety. Good hitter, good against the run, not so great against the pass. I mean, you yeah, have to imagine. Young. Yeah, he's young, and you look at the money McLeod got last year. He's a he's better than TJ, I would say, but you know, money wise, you can't imagine he gets that much less than McLeod. I think well, he's had in, he's had more injury issues than McLeod has. Um, he's and he's more consistent. of a system safety. Yeah, so. I think he mid-range money. I kind of get why they let him go. But again, he's another person you have to replace in draft. Yep. Is he a Phillips player too, by the way? Does he fit the Phillips style of defense? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think that's... I think Wade's going to bring in a lot of... I think they're going to go defense having the draft because I think he's going to want to have his pick of the litter with guys that fit his system. Because our guys are, they're all four three guys, you know. And I think in the front of the the front of the line, you know, Aaron Donald can play in any system. You have to imagine that Quinn's going to fit in fine. Ogletree, Barron will be interesting. What they do with him, whether they play him outside or inside or move him to safety. But you think in the secondary, he's going to they're going to address some needs in the draft. Well, I mean, again, and worst comes to worst, you move Barron back to safety, you draft linebacker. Yeah, and that's not ideally. You want a covered safety back there, you know. And Barron obviously was not that, or they wouldn't have moved him to linebacker. No, um, 
but he's still, he doesn't have a whole ton of weight on him. He's kind of that hybrid. What are you going to do with him? And he's got a big money contract too. Yeah. They, they invested a lot in him. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they use him in this system. And at the same time, you know, the hybrid, it's not beneficial, but at the same time, you could look at it glass half full. There's a lot of different things you can do with him that he'll do okay at all of them. Might not be the best in this system at certain positions, but he'll he'll find a place. I don't know where, but he'll find a place. Okay, well, moving forward, and actually getting ready to close out some things, some other things about free agency day one, what were some things that struck you? In terms of the Rams or just in terms of the just, NFL? Now we're just in the NFL. Well, we know Kenny Brick goes to the Browns. Yeah. Um, Makes, you know, he played well for us. Decent signing for the Browns. Glad they let him walk. We didn't need to pay him that money. And, you know, Brick's 29, good deep threat, an even better threat if he catches the ball consistently. And the yeah. Browns are going to be really frustrated with that because he'll be an all-pro one minute. And he'll be something completely different the next minute. So yeah, you know that yeah, you know, get the drop. He's one minute deep the next, and I'm not sure that's the kind of receiver you want if you're a Browns fan. Well, I think you know, that. Go ahead. I mean, they're going to get somebody a quarterback this year, somebody young probably, who they want someone who can support their quarterback. I think it's really up in the air what they do with everything. I don't mind the Brit signing because they drafted Corey Coleman in the first round last year. Put a vet next to him. I don't know if Kenny Britt's the most desirable vet, like you said, but Coleman's the guy they want to grow. And whatever Britt brings in, I think will be a bonus. I mean, they had this much cap room that they could eat Brock Osweiler's contract essentially for one draft pick. I think they'll be all right with the Brit money. And honestly, you think they'd bring a quarterback? I don't I don't know. If they don't like the guys in the draft where they pick, I think they give Kessler another chance. I think they maybe bring back RG3. I think, you know, if all else fails, maybe they give Barack a shot. I think that they're not in a rush, and if they don't like the quarterbacks where they're picking, because you know, they're not going to take one at the top of the draft. I don't think there's a chance. If they don't like the guys where they're picking, I think you might see Kessler and whoever else out there again. No, I think given that Greg Williams is a defensive coordinator there now, I think Miles Garrett's your guy. Yeah, I think I agree. that's beyond shadow of a doubt. And you mentioned Brock Osweiler getting traded by the Texans to the Browns for basically a second-round pick. Well, um, they gave up they the second-round pick to move him. Yeah, they exchange fourth priors as well. So the Browns get a second-round pick out of this. So basically, just so everybody knows, the Browns basically have $100 million in salary cap space. They can just eat them. And they don't have to release him right away. They, the rumor, rumors are they plan on releasing him. They, they can hold on to him for a little while and see what happens. Um, so that's, that's what uh, Steve's mentioning here. Um, Steve, do you think that there's a chance he stays in Cleveland? I think so. I think um, if they can't move him in – the reason why they believe they can move them is, or move Brock is because any team they trade him to, they're offering to eat most of his contract for this year. But I think if they don't trade him and they don't, I don't think 
I think he'll either get traded or he'll just sit until the draft. I don't think they cut him this early, which might suck for Brock. I don't know. Maybe they will now that I think about that. But I think if they don't land a guy in the draft, like I said, maybe they keep him around and give him a test run. Who knows? He looked all right in that one playoff game. I think there's talent there. I just think there's there's there there are confidence issues yeah. with him. There's not eighteen million dollars worth of talent, but yeah, you know, yeah. there's it over, talent. Texans overpaid, and they never should have given him that kind of money. Uh, speaking of uh, quarterbacks in Texas, Tony Romo was released today. Where is he going? I think he's going to Texans after this move. I kind of, I think it's going to be there, Denver. I feel like he'd rather play in Texas than go freeze his ass off in Denver. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know what? If I was him, I think they're both very ideal situations for Romo and team-wise, but Denver's got a new coach. Houston's got an established coach. Um, They have DeAndre Hopkins. They have J.J. Watt. They have Clowney. They have a lot in place. Not that Denver doesn't, but... But Denver's got some issues, though, there, so... Yeah. A lot of issues. And if you're Romo and you're looking at situations, they're pretty similar on both sides of the ball. So I'm picking... I'm sticking with the weather. Well, I I look at... The Texans having more of a solid roster, like you said. So I think he goes to Texans as well. I think it's easier to not move the family. I think it's, you know, it's more made for him. The the Texans, in reality, in my opinion, aren't far from being a Super Bowl contender. No. They're really just quarterback away. Then they've been a quarterback away for years. Romo would be the best quarterback to ever play for the Texans. And that's a scary thought. Yeah. In reality, that's a scary thought. Um, also, getting ready to close things down here, the rival 49ers, um, picking up Garcon today. Big money. Up, big money yeah, for Garcon. Big money Garcon. Um, Hoyer, um, potential looking at other deals as well. Uh, even rumored to pick up Kirk Cousins from the Redskins. And that's a train wreck in Washington right now with between oh, yeah. ownership and, and Cousins. Um, what do you think happens? Because I'm thinking the 49ers are starting to make some moves that are interesting. In terms of Cousins, it's such a disaster in Washington. You can't imagine he wants to play there. You can't imagine he resigns next year if it stays like this. And that the franchise tag next year is going to be through the roof. So I think if San Francisco offers him a decent draft pick, and for Cousins it's got to be second round or higher. I can't see them trading him for anything less than that, even if it gets bad. I I could see him going to San Francisco, but it wouldn't shock me if he stayed there. In terms of other things you're doing, um, you know, you have if they don't get Cousins, you have to think they draft a quarterback. It would be weird to go into the season with just Brian Hoyer, even if they don't take a guy in the first round. You would think second or third, they grab a guy and just let him play. I think. Shanahan is smart enough to know they're not going to compete this year. And I hope you hope ownership has learned their lesson because they shouldn't have thought they were going to compete the past two years. 
Well, do you think do you think the Rams jump in on Cousins? No. Do you? It, it crossed my mind, and just because of the, you know who the offensive coordinator is, you know was there to the head coach now, Sean Vay, um, the kind of system he wants to run, the fact that he developed Cousins in a lot of ways, I I kind of think you know the Rams might. Go for it. The well, problem is they don't have a number one. I and think Cousins will demand that. Yeah, I doubt this would happen, but I have an interesting thought was if if one of the teams offered Cousins for Goff straight up, would either team take it? I think both teams would think about it. I think they would, and that's just what was coming to my mind here. Um, you know, the Rams would take Cousins with one year before. You know, and I think you know one year, then they'll give them a multi-year next year. Well, I can't imagine if this trade ever came to fruition, the long-term deal would have to be locked into place. Well, There's it would no be way... locked into place. Yeah, some I don't think it would happen right away. I think it would be locked in place from training camp. Once, once, you know, both sides kind of fill each other out a little bit. Um, you know, okay. and with Goff gone. To, to DC, that gives them a chance to rebuild as well. Yeah, it, I, it's a trade that I doubt would ever happen, but would kind of make sense for both sides. I think it, I, I, you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if they at least talk. And the more I think about, it, yeah, you're right. I think the Rams would would sign him to a long term deal pretty quickly. I think they'd want to at least see him face-to-face, have a conversation with them, get them in touch with the roster, and that wouldn't happen to OTA, so I have to think it would be... Well, I just don't... I don't think you trade Goff unless you have Kirk Cousins guaranteed for more than one year. That's that's an investment in Goff. It is an investment, but it's also not as big an investment as people think they are. I think he is. I mean, that, think about it. This, isn't the same, this is not the same investment you made in Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford was the highest paid draft pick ever. Yes, compared we to didn't, we the didn't give up the now. pick, so. True. Okay. But yeah, but, yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, it's not as bad. And you're gonna, you're, as long as you keep building this roster in L.A., and who knows if they're actually building it right now, um, you can get a quarterback to come play there. So I don't really know that – I don't know that they don't go for it. I don't know that they don't, they don't take that risk. It's a thought for sure. I think that – It's definitely a thought for, for the Rams. I think if Washington called them and said, Cousins, ready to, he's ready to sign up long-term, golf straight up, I think they'd probably take it. Well, they'd probably ask for golf and – See what else they have. what kind of trade do you ask for Goff and a third round pick or a fourth round pick? I, I don't think Washington could ask for anything more than Goff. I think I think I for think a quarterback that wants if he wants to leave, I think that's a fine return. It kind of reminds me of the the Kevin Love trade a couple of years ago. Yeah, that was basketball though. I think right now where Kirk Cousins is basically you know, a top 10 quarterback. 
okay, arguably. And at the very least in the conversation, yeah. Okay, arguably. Then compared to what Goff is, and he's, what, 0-7 as a starter? Um, yeah. You know, you would – it wouldn't shock me if Washington said, "Hey, look, let's let's try and get a draft pick out of this too. Not a high one, not a super high one, but a draft pick out of it as well." Yeah. Would you want the Rams to make that trade if it came up? Yes. Yes. I don't know if I would. Well, I is, wouldn't be upset about it, but when was the last time the Rams had a fully productive starting quarterback? The early Bulger years. The early Bulger years. That's right. You're talking 2003, 2004, some of 2006. Okay, dude, this is 2017. <laughs> okay, when you've gone that long without a quarterback who can produce, you make that deal. Yeah. Because Goff, Goff could be that guy. And that's the idea behind Goff, too, is... You want that guy. But he might not be that guy. He might not be, yep. You know, we at least know now that, that I don't know that Kirk Cousins will ever be a Tom Brady. But I do know that Kirk Cousins is, well, Kirk Cousins. He is a arguably a top 10, definitely a top 15 quarterback. Yeah. He's definitely going to stay there. You can win get with Kirk right Cousins. System. You can win with him. You get him in the right system, and I believe he's a system quarterback. I believe he fits in the McVay system, and that's why you make the move. And I think the Rams and the Redskins would be smart to at least have a conversation. Yeah. I still think this is you know, not going to happen. didn't draft yeah. off. Where do you see the free agency um, period for the Rams going from the rest, you know, from the next couple of days? I think that if they don't trade Jermaine Johnson – it's going to be quiet because, I mean, what more than can they do? It'll be Aaron Murray-level signings for the foreseeable future unless the Johnson move happens. I can't I really, agree. Yeah, I can't really see them. They don't have the cap space to do much. Well, Barnes getting cut opens up a little bit, I guess, right? Oh, a tiny bit. Yeah. Nothing to write home about. No, and I think uh, they were over a little bit with Whitford and Woods, so they're probably nothing. But, Worth Woods, I mean, yeah. And then you have to release Barnes. Actually, you know, we're going to see a couple more releases. Yeah. We're going to see a couple more players released in the next couple of days, free up in space. And there were rumors that the Rams have asked Tavon to to take a pay cut, which I don't know are true. It's within the Rams' structure. They usually do this. They usually get players to restructure their deals. I know Chris Long did a couple times. Yeah. They did along. Lauren I did once or twice. So um I wouldn't surprise me to see some folks restructure, but it may just be now wait to the draft. Yeah. I don't know. I I can't really see any high paid players in the rosters restructuring. Because with Lauren Itis and Long, it was like you guys have been here for a while, you're getting older, do you wanna win? If they walk up to Tavon Austin and say that, like what would make him want to restructure unless they make it a little more guaranteed on the back end, which I would be okay with. True. True. And I guess you could say the same thing for Baron. And then, yeah, but they just signed him that contract. Yeah. Well, they That'll just be signed hard. Tavon. True. 
true. And don't forget, those were rumors that we saw on a couple websites just based on a very, very strange tweet that Tavon Austin posted. It could be there could be nothing based oh, at all. Right? Yeah, it's probably you know, useless. I I saw Rams websites posting that. You know, it looks like you know we don't know that. Yeah, gosh, the media is crazy sometimes. Wild speculation. All right. Wild speculation. <laughs> uh, that's all for us. We'll probably be back on soon, to, assuming some other stuff goes down. Maybe a couple more Aaron Murray-level players that we need to dissect. But, yeah, we'll be back. Have a good one. We'll talk to you guys soon. Peace out. type of drama. Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Whether you're moving in together for the first time, This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva paper towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home.